what time it is. Time for ice cream floats. Oh, I wish it was, but it's not. <laughs> Instead, oh. live from Astro from fucking Satellite M mm. in deep space. It's oh. M class email. Thank God. That's what all our fans say when a new episode comes out. Thank God. You can get the episode early if you're a patron. God, 50 seconds into the episode. I broke my record. Go to <laughs> go to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Donate a dollar. I think you it's get it for five dollars. Five dollars. Donate five dollars, and you get it early. It's a five dollar. I'm thinking of like very heavily restructuring the um, yeah, the thing soon. Because I've it. just been giving things away for cheaper than what they actually are. Yeah, let's so. make them. Uh, let's let's gouge them a little bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna make them like cost more. Yeah, let's let's make them do stuff to us. I mean, for us. Plus, <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff, and I'm a prostitute. <laughs> Wouldn't they be the prostitutes? Uh, they'd be the Johns. Oh, tell them your real name, dum dum. Josh. <laughs> And on this program, we answer your emails. Anyway, first email. <laughs> I never know how to describe this, this show, because it's literally, we just answer your emails. It's really a simple concept. <laughs> Our first email is from Nicholas. Nicholas! And he says, Jeff and Josh, and whoever else is there, probably some cats. Uh, definitely. Yeah, the, there the are cat. some cats here. There's one under my desk right now, pissing me off, so. There's one asleep on the back of my couch right now. <laughs> I have been a long-time listener and short-time patron. Fuck yeah, Nicholas! Oh, God, yes. Thank God, Nicholas. <laughs> thank God for Nicholas. I love you. And I wanted to tell you what a good job you're doing. Oh, thank <gasps> you. That means a lot. I love listening to your barely coherent ramblings about the show I love. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Thank you? <laughs> Uh, I've recently been enjoying the Discovery Collection. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that actually got voted out. It's not... Um, I think that this is the the correct venue to tell non-patrons. Is yeah. that uh, we're still going to be doing the Discovery Collection, but it is going to come out less frequently than we planned before. Because apparently... It horribly depressed about a third of our listeners. <laughs> Man, we I guess we got really mad about it. I don't Maybe. know. Uh, Nicholas says that it's nice to listen to people who affirm his beliefs, like, uh, maybe the rest of you could feel. (laughs) (laughs) I like this Nicholas guy. Nicholas seems like a real cool dude. (laughs) I I agree with everything he says so far. (laughs) Uh, I endured Discovery with my ex-girlfriend. It's on Netflix here in Australia, hoping that Uh, she would then watch TNG with me, but it wasn't to be. Oh, well, I can watch it and enjoy the crap out of it anyway. Look... Any girl that's not going to watch TNG with you should be your ex-girlfriend. There's a reason. There's other ex-girlfriends in the sea. That's what I always say. That definitely makes sense. Just some other girl could be your ex-girlfriend someday. I I also wanted to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, why in TOS does Bones seem to form a part of every away team? He's the ship's doctor. Surely he'd better he'd be in better place in sick bay than down on an unknown planet traipsing about with Kirk. If they need a doctor wherever they are, they could beam him to the scene, or better, beam the patient to him. 
I know the answer is that he's a main character, but seriously, yes. what the hell? Uh, I guess the idea is that he is needed to like, uh, like help them if they have a medical emergency. Like uh, he's like, also the xenobiologist on board. Oh yeah, that's a better answer than than what I was. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, it's, it I think it's because he's the xenobiologist on board is why they bring him down with them. Yeah, that he can explain things about he, other races. Like he knows all the. Like, any sort of alien creature, he's going to be the expert on figuring out what it is, how it operates, and that yeah. type of stuff. Like, bowling pin aliens. He knows about that. <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. Good luck with your government, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love That's from funny. Australia. Lieutenant Nicholas McCaskey. Purser, USS, your mother's butt. <laughs> I can't believe they named that after her. Uh, she deserves it, though. <laughs> it's mothers with a Z, too. <laughs> Thank you, Nicholas. You're the best. That was, that was a great email. Uh, <laughs> our next email is from Steve Nimzik. Stebano. Uh, who says, hey, guys, so Devil's Do was a really fun episode. We just watched it. We No, we watched Devil in the Dark. We just watched the other one, too. <laughs> Devil's Do was the last one. Wait, is that the is that the? This is a sexy Satan episode. Oh, that's sex Satan. Oh I, no, the last one we watched was Rumpelstiltskin. Oh well, Rumpelstiltskin is also a kind of sex Satan. <laughs> um, I was on True. Memory Alpha and found some interesting stuff. Uh huh. Did you know that a very early version of the story was part of Gene Roddenberry's first draft proposal for the original series back in the sixties? Uh, sexy Satan in the 60s? I don't believe it. <laughs> Apparently the episode as we know it was written for that late 70s Star Trek Phase 2 series that never happened. If oh. It had Kirk as the Arbiter and the Enterprise computer as the Judge. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't either. I'm glad it would not. I, I did not happen that way. That's stupid. What's the computer going to do? Uh, Michael Piller, fearing a writer's strike, sent the script in for a TNG rewrite, and it eventually went to 15 other people in the rewrite process. <laughs> That's a shitload of people putting their own spin on a script. That's typically terrible. Uh, yes. You don't want 15 it's, people. It ended up okay, though, somehow. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, I, that does happen a lot, and sometimes like some really interesting things happen because of that, but... I don't know. Being a control freak myself, I would not want 15 people looking at something I wrote. No. If I wrote it, I want to be the only one who wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. everybody. Oh it's my God. late this at night. This is the second question. This is the second it's, one. We've Jeff. done three. We've done 300 podcasts tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is the third one we're doing. Um, Jonathan Frakes made mention on the DVD extras of the season that he this felt like an old 60s Star Trek episode because it really was at its core. Yeah. Also, Kirk totally would have banged Ardra. Uh, I don't think so. She's a Satan. I mean, I would have. <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, whatever. If yeah. I really believed that she like wasn't a Satan, eh, fuck it, right? You know, we should co-write an episode together, Josh. We should. That would be a fun little project. Can Ardra come back? <laughs> Can Ardra come back to my room? Can Ardra come on my back wait <laughs> strike that reverse 
he continues, damn, I love the silly episodes of this series. The Feckler costume was great. Feckler, uh, yeah. The Earth Devil looked lame, though. I always wanted them to use the Lord of Darkness from Legend. That's a oh great fucking makeup. The the Legend Devil. Tim Curry. Tim Curry, So yeah. fucking good. I love that movie. I do, too. That's a great movie. That's like a childhood movie that I would watch over and over again. For sure. It's also, I think, where Legend of Zelda came from, right? There's a lot from Legend of Zelda that's like straight out of Legend. Yeah. I think he, uh, the dude, uh, what's his name? Who's that? I can't remember now. What dude? Uh, the Zelda guy. Nintendo guy. Shigeru Zelda. Miyamoto? Yeah, yeah. I think he liked that movie a lot, and he was like, I'm gonna make a video game about this. It's weird that, like, Legend of Zelda is, like, something that happened with the second game in Japan. Yeah. The original was called The Hyrule Fantasy. Yeah. Which, less, uh, I less like that fun. name, actually. <laughs> I don't like, I like Zelda. Because I really like the name, name Hyrule. I think Hyrule, Hyrule is, is cool. a great name. People yell at me for saying Hylian. I do, because it's Hylian. Yeah, you've yelled at me. <laughs> That's definitely. Um, you guys doing anything fun for Halloween? You dressing up? I'm yeah, s- I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is fun on Halloween. Yeah. I didn't dress up. I don't I don't dress up for Halloween anymore. Is it because you don't have anywhere to go? No, I got invited to two parties. Wow, fucking Mr. Party over here. Yeah, so I didn't go because I had to work because this is our job. Yeah. Uh, but also, I don't have a costume, so I kind of was like, oh, no, I can't go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, was I, like, oh, I gave shot, out candy. I gave out candy to kids. Like, I dressed up as Waldo from Where's Waldo? And I had, like, a go-to joke, which I always do when I have to give out candy. Because, you know, everybody says the same shit when they walk up to you. Yeah. Oh, what are you? I just picked a joke that worked the first time I did it. And I was just like, all right, that's what I'm doing the rest of the night. Yeah, fuck it. And everybody walked up and said, I found you. And I just said, yeah, I'm not really trying too hard to hide this time. I really should up my game. And everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. I was like, all right, that's the one I'm going for. <laughs> Your wife is, like, rolling her eyes. Uh, she did the same thing, because she was dressed as... Is uh, she Walda- Waldina or whatever? No, she was Miss um, Frizzle from the Magic Oh, School my bus. God, that's so amazing. It was a great fucking costume. And she's a teacher. Oh, yeah. fuck, that's it so was, good. She went to school and taught wearing that outfit. Shut the fuck up. It was amazing. But she pretty much did this. I should double marry her. Can you do that in West Virginia? <laughs> no, I would have to go uh, to one of the other states, for, one of the other bad states for that. Oh, which one? There's uh, several. <laughs> um, he apparently you, dressed Kansas. as he apparently dressed as Dark Man and terrorized kids. Dark Man from the Alec Baldwin movie. Dark Man. Alec, Alec Baldwin was the Shadow. Dark Man Wait, was Liam was Neeson. Dark Man? Oh, Liam Neeson was Dark Man. You're right. Josh, were huh? you even alive during the 90s? <laughs> uh, can't wait for the next episode, guys. Keep up the great work and have a happy and safe Halloween, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, I like, Steve. I like how that's like, that's like how you question, like, oh my god, I can't believe you mixed those <laughs> two very similar things up. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't call them similar. Uh, our next email is a long oh, e. 
Okay. From Rich. Rich. And it is titled, Sean Bean should be pronounced Seen Bean or Shornborn. He can't have it both ways. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> uh, tonight, in our red corner, we have all other inferior podcasts. But in the blue corner, all-time champions, the Trek Boys. Let's get ready to shirt it. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, new serious pitch it or ditch it. I'm going to oh, attempt God. to get another one up on the wall to follow my data episode. Yeah, that was a good one. This one even has a title, Apex, which I feel has been a title before. I believe it has. Uh, fucking strike one, Rich. No, the Apex two, maybe. I don't know. We'll workshop um, it. The Enterprise is on their. Uh, the Enterprise crew are on their way to repair to the central. Fucking words, right? You're gonna get it. <laughs> the Enterprise crew are on their way to repair the central computer core at Starbase three five two when they receive a distress call from the USS Bradbury. Mm, Experimental like Bradbury. Yeah. Experimental warp core technology. Oh fuck. Experimental warp core testing has caused catastrophic failure and the death of their engineering team. Oh, bye engineers. <laughs> fucking engineers are always getting killed. Yeah, well, you got messing around with like space time and shit. Like it's yeah. going to happen. You do stand next to a warp core all day long. So. It's like Antimatter radiation? I don't even know what that does to you. <laughs> like, super kills you? I don't know. Jordy and Data arrive and stabilize the core, but a flash from the engine hits Jordy. He wakes up in sick bay, seemingly fine, but with a mild headache. Beverly tells an annoyed Jordy to get rest, so he goes to Data's quarters to vent. Data is busy trying to finish a painting, but can't quite figure out how to complete it. As Data is consoling Jordy in his usual style, Jordy picks up a paintbrush and finishes the painting. When Data returns to the room, he points out that Jordy has finished the painting in a way that satisfies the 20 criteria for the art to qualify as a masterpiece. This is great. Data asks how he did it, and Jordy said he just saw the solution. Uh-oh. As, as they get to the Starbase, Picard calls a meeting to discuss the plan for fixing the computer core. Data offers a suggestion, but Jordy offers a theoretical solution that would complete five weeks of work in four days. Oh my god, he's a super... He got... Oh my god, he Isn't got this Phenomenon. The, this he is the Barkley episode. Yeah! Where he gets big brain. That's... that's And also Phenomena starring uh, Alec Baldwin. Ah, uh, that was Liam Neeson. Oh, was it? <laughs> so similar. <laughs> Uh, when Picard calls, calls Jordy to his ready room to check if he's okay, Jordy offers a solution to a diplomatic situation that Picard has been working on. Jordy admits he can just see things much more clearly now. He's a Mozart now. Jordy starts fixing problems all over the ship, his clarity of thought meaning that he can say exactly the right things with a lieutenant he's been crushing on for a while. Oh now. my god, that's how you know he's a phenomena. I had to let Jordy get some in this episode. He put quotes. <laughs> Is it, uh, what's her name? Christy? Isn't that her name? I don't know. The one he always wants to bang? Oh, yeah, the one who's always just being like, alright, I gotta go, bye. She's like, this was a fun holodeck program, but I'm not kissing you. Yeah, I'm not gonna kiss you because your eyes don't work. That's what she says all the time. <laughs> wow. 
When Jordy wakes up the next morning, things have changed. He's received the Cochran Award for his work in the field, and Picard has recommended him for promotion. He's even figured out a way to implement Data's emotion chip in a safe and stable way. Things are going absolutely perfectly for him. I'm sure nothing will ever go wrong. This is when the commercial happens, and then I have to watch a commercial for Burger King, and it's the funny one where the Nuggets sing the Christmas song. What year is this? 1989. Okay, that works. <laughs> By the time Jordy gets to the bridge, peace has been declared with the Romulans. Riker and Troy are engaged, and Worf has had his honor restored, and everyone oh is acting as if this is all normal. When Jordy goes back to his quarters, the lieutenant is still in his quarters. But wait, it's not the lieutenant, it's Leia Brahms. They're married and have kids. Holy shit. Jordy explains to Leia that something is wrong, that things are so right. But they shouldn't have happened like this. Leia believes him because cool wives are cool, and then they head up to the bridge. Yeah. By the time they get there, Riker is captain, Picard head of Starfleet Academy, Data is somehow human now and married to Tasha Yar. What Worf is back with the Klingons. Jordy realizes that this is exactly what he wanted for everyone. How he fantasized their lives turning out. Oh god, he's in a super coma. <laughs> Leia and Jordy work out that the warp core accident affected probability fields around them. And uh, he has it's been like the gr- machine like the game from Deep Space Nine, right? Mm, yeah, kinda in a way. The, the chance game and it yeah. win or lose the chance game. Yeah, he's been gradually changing reality around them. They catch back up with the Bradbury and repeat the conditions to return the probability fields back to normal and repair the damage. Cue emotional farewell to everything Jordy has ever wanted. Later, when all is well again, Jordy is moping in 10 forward and asks Guinan how he can go on knowing that he sacrificed every dream he'd ever had. Guinan consoles him, telling Jordy if he's done it once in his head, he can do it again in real life, but better this time. Oh my god, that's great. That's a good episode. That's a good episode. Alright. I'll pitch um, that for sure. Can you please write Star Trek episodes? Can you? Can <laughs> Rich you? I'm should write Star Trek. Like he's really good. Yeah, I, I, I'm not kidding. Like I wish Rich would write for the sh- like whatever shows they're gonna be making. I'm sorry, whatever shows they're going to be shoving down our throats. <laughs> One of these days, we're gonna have to figure out some way to make Star Trek shows ourselves. Yeah. And just have Rich write them. Maybe some kind of animated series. Hmm. Is there room for a devil in one? (laughs) Can there be a devil on the crew? (laughs) And a Rumpelstiltskin. It's me, Stiltskin. (laughs) All right, fellas, I'm done for today. I spent more time writing this than I did editing my book. So here's to procrastination. Hope you like this one, too. We love oh my God. it. I love it. Please keep them coming. Please yeah. Keep, like, I mean, your emails are long, but every part of it is worth it. Yeah, I, uh, I think you should stop writing your book and just talk to us. Just send us endless episodes of Star Trek so we can pretend they're real episodes Thank and not you, the shit Jeff. that's on TV now. Thank you. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh um, hope you like this one too. Plain and simple tailor and proud patron, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Thank you so much, Rich. Great email. You're the best. I'm a baby, I'm a rich man too. Is that Beatles song? <laughs> uh, sounds like it. Yeah, it is. Our next email is from Phantom Thief Goofus. Oh, God. 
who says, Last time on Phantom Thief Goofus M-Class Email. Is this like the Shadow? I mean, Dark Man? Yeah. It's like the Shadow Man. <laughs> Josh, no! Kevin is too powerful after he fused with that vampire Rumpelstiltskin. You'll never defeat him! Maybe not, that. but I have to try. Quadruple Axe Handle! That sounds like something I would do. NCIS Los Angeles camera shots. <laughs> Jeff, I own this city. I am M-Class Email. Oh, no. All that sweet, sweet Patreon money has corrupted you, man. I thought this was about the music. The John Larroquette fun facts. I already lived through this timeline. <laughs> it never was. It was about the dank holographic space <laughs> puss. Gunshots. <laughs> I now pronounce you Trek Boys. And now, the thrilling continuation. Oh my god. Ahoy, Trek Boys. How's it going? <laughs> wow, what a shift. That did have a little bit of a shift the tone. I got jolted there. I was, like, jerked back into reality. That's great to hear. Unless it hasn't been going well. Well, let's get those pitches and ditchets out of the way. Pitches and ditchets. Oh, it's <laughs> tough to say. Peyote one. I, you know, the... Boston Sean Dupree, who created Peyote, right? fucking hates Peyote. <laughs> Why? He hates it, and I love saying it because he hates it. <laughs> it's so it's it's pretty great. So Peyote won the first Peyote. <laughs> TNG a plot. The president of space says he's a space nationalist. He then gets the guillotine. Pass. Oh, good. Yes. Go. <laughs> Picard reads about it in the newspaper. Uh, this is very unrealistic that there are newspapers in the space future. Yeah, also guillotines? <laughs> B-plot, Riker teaches Data how to cook and about cooking a meal by ear. Uh, I would love to watch that. You gotta keep your cooking by the book, Phantom Thief Goofus. Cooking by the book, and that's what I always say. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ditch this episode because it has newspapers in it. Ditch the first part. <laughs> Pitch the second part. I want to watch that. Peyote 2, the second peyote of this peyote email. Voyager, Josh, don't auto-ditch this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that he specifically only asks you, so I'm going to go ahead and fucking auto-ditch this yeah! Voyager episode. <laughs> you forgot about the other Josh. His name is Jeff. <laughs> A plot, Janeway gets arrested for war crimes. B-plot, Seven of Nine starts playing that video game that Riker got addicted to. Smash cut to her throwing it away immediately. That shit sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna ditch it. Janeway had to do what she had to do in her boring-ass fucking show, so... Yeah, at least Janeway tried to keep it interesting by committing war crimes. <laughs> A follow-up question. Why is it that people miss the point of media so bad? Like, Star Trek isn't a capitalist pro-space Nazi show. What the fuck? Are people we just, just dumb? just about this. Yeah, I mean, you have to be pretty fucking stupid. It's like all those people who, like, refuse to see Star Trek as a utopia. They're like, there's gotta be a dystopia in there somewhere. Right. There has to be, right? And it's like... No, human suffering is... It's, it's an inherent part of humanity. Why make a government that makes you suffer, too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if y'all make that I'm a doofus for that goofus shirt, I will sell the rights to my brand for one of them sized damage <laughs> section of transmission. The size of his shirt that he needs is a damage section of this transmission. <laughs> so I guess we'll never know. Alrighty, Trek boys. 
I got a jet. Space jet, that is. <laughs> Founder and I, CEO of Cool Crimes Incorporated. Not a direct bender reference. Shocking. Oh. <laughs> I am a doofus for that goofus. I am also quite the doofus. That was that a great goofus. email. Thanks for the email. Thank you, the Phantom Thief. Oh, the Phantom was another a 90s movie starring Billy Zane. Yeah, starring Zane from the Cracking Zane the Spine. <laughs> Billy Zane. Is Zane related to Billy Zane, do you think? Yeah, she just switched the names around so nobody would know. That's what her her last name is also Z- No, it's not. <laughs> her name isn't Zane Zane? That would be too many Zs. Zane ZZ Zane is her full name, yeah, I believe. It's not an X, it's a Z. She definitely doesn't listen to this, so you can just say whatever. No, she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> What's up, Trek boyos? <laughs> it's actually truck boyos. Truck boyos. This I don't is like truck. this is James, by the way. Hello, James. He says, "Big fan of Beard Man who can't sit in chairs properly." Here, I was listening to an episode during work and had a thought. <laughs> now I haven't seen every episode of every series, so I don't know if there's ever been covered. But okay. what's where's all the dookie on a starship go? It just goes into <laughs> space. <laughs> they recycle it. They talk about it on Enterprise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They do they, a they episode put it where they the, get uh, letters. They use it as as like sh- um, boots and shit. Well, no, they definitely don't do that. Well, no, they, they say they it. do. They in Enterprise, but in like later series, they use it as like base materials for the uh, uh, the hole in the wall that foods comes out of. Replicator? Replicator. Why can't the, I remember that? The endless food hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The endless food hole. Yeah, they kind of talk about... I mean, they, they don't have replicators in Enterprise, but they talk about how they recycle the parts of it, the yeah. ad, like the molecules and stuff. Could, he does ask, could they just beam it out of their butts into the warp core? And yes, they could. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure somebody has tried it. Thanks for being cool. Who and put th- all this shit in the warp core? <laughs> and thanks to Jeff for making our emails sound so much better than they actually are by having a cool guy voice. I thank That's you. true. You do read them very well. Thank you, everybody. Uh, junior engineer James O'Fallon. Oh, that's a good name. That is a cool name. Why are you only a junior engineer? You should definitely be senior engineer. I'm promoting you. Yeah, we're going to promote you even though we're ensigns. Yeah, I can do that, though. We can do whatever I want. <laughs> Technically, we can do what the fuck ever, right? Nobody else is on this satellite. We're just running this place alone. We get visitors once in a blue moon, but they're always just as shitty at their job as we are, so. Yeah. <laughs> Our next email is from Tapon. Oh my <laughs> Vulcan god. He says, Ensign Pennington, Ensign oh, Henderson, Trek Boys. This is Tapon of the Tapon Radio Program. I trust that the promised payment for advertising has arrived at your satellite. In earlier correspondence, you mentioned being unable to keep life support at a comfortable temperature, so I selected to pay you in the form of space blankets and space heaters. Nice. If you were planning on spending funds in a different way, I apologize, but these items were the most logical necessities. Space porn. (laughs) Um, they are nice. It's a little weird that there's a picture of, uh, the planet Vulcan on everything you sent us, like a sticker? Yeah, like, we get it. Also, what do you need blankets on Vulcan for? It's hot as fuck there. There also seems to be a series of numbers printed on every one of these. What's up with that? 
<laughs> what, like a Fibonacci sequence or something? <laughs> Maybe. It's just like, how many blankets did you make? These numbers go up into the millions. They got, look, they, they're just, they're weird. <laughs> uh, racist? He continues on. <laughs> there are a few items I would like to address, and one that I would rather not. I will begin with the lapse of attentiveness. I am unaccustomed to writing my own communications, and, while it does not excuse my actions, I am younger than most Vulcans when we leave to pursue our interests. I will endeavor to be a better testament to my people. I understand there is a human tradition of requesting forgiveness for one's misdeeds. This Mm. feels irreverent, but I will observe your etiquette. Okay. Um, You use the wrong then. Oh, to pawn. To pawn. To pawn. <laughs> oh my goodness. To pawn. Sorry, to pawn. Thanks for the 150 blankets. <laughs> uh, my newly promoted producer has been informing me, rather spiritedly, I might add, that it would have been more appropriate to have sent multiple promotional recordings to you. This beam, this may be his most senseless suggestion yet. <laughs> I communicated everything I desired to communicate in that singular promotional recording. That's the most Vulcan thing I've ever heard in my life. Why would I put forth energy to produce a second or third one? However, yeah. I am not the target audience of these adverts. Thus, I look to you for your wisdom. Would another recording have been favorable? Uh, I... I would have liked two. I one is fine, and it was really well done. You did a great job. Uh, you sounded very, very nice. But two is always better than one in any anything. Yeah, Maybe you know the old saying: thing. "It takes two to make a thing go right." It takes two to make a thing go right. Hey, it takes two who? to find out out of sight. Hey, who? Hey. I love that song too. I want to rock right now. I want to rock. Oh my god. I need to listen to it. (laughs) It's a great song. It is great. Fuck. Next, many listeners who missed the mentioned broadcasts have inquired on what I thought of Super Tramp's The Logical Song. (laughs) My review is as follows. During the first listen, I found the song irritating and disrespectful to the title. After two weeks, I played the song again. (laughs) <laughs> Upon the second listen, I realized that Supertramp was engaging in the impractical practice of metaphor. Mm-hmm. I allowed my mind to probe the hidden meaning behind the lyrics and realized that this was not a song about a hypothetical man-child, but rather about Ambassador Spock attempting to purge from himself the weakness of his human half, and in doing oh. so, becoming one of the greatest Vulcan minds of our age. The song Damn. was, to quote the Ambassador, Fascinating. Damn, that's so smart. He's he's right, everybody. That's really good. Super I, Tramp was right. Who knew that Super Tramp knew about Spock? How did Not they me. know about Spock since they're from the past? Wait, how do we talk about all these TV shows that are based on the time period we're in? Does any of this not make any sense when you think about it for a second? <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to choose to not know what you're talking about. Anyway, he continues. (laughs) Lastly, it appears that with each message, Ensign Henderson and often your listeners allude to Vulcan mating rituals. I appreciate Ensign Henderson's promise to respect our privacy in this manner, 
but I am perplexed by the human fascination by our reproductive cycle. Just Can you curious. not accept that it is not for you to know? Surely there are other aspects of Vulcan life more interesting. For instance, did you know that Vulcan children often go on Kazwan? A survival rite of passage which many do not survive. Oh my god. Do you send children like, to die? Like Sparta? Oh my god. When a sibling or offspring does not survive the Kazwan, the surviving family is expected to grieve with a traditional funeral dirge, after which we continue our lives with little mention of the deceased. That's terrible. Oh, it's their culture. Yeah, I'm more interested in the mating part of the culture. How many dicks y'all got? (laughs) (laughs) He said it. You gotta answer it. It's what we all want. It's all we want to know. That motherfucker's got like 37 goddamn (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you answering my questions. As curious as you and your audience appear to be about my people, I am curious of yours. This, Mm. coupled with my appreciation of music, is why I elected to host a radio program. I hope the heaters bring warmth where there is little. Live long and prosper. Tapon. Tapon's radio program. USS Tapon's radio program. (laughs) Tapon, I love your emails. They are so great. Why why does our email show just keep getting better? Like, every fucking episode gets better. This show is really good. Like, I don't want to, like, suck our dicks. I do. I mean, I do. I do, (laughs) but this show rules. Like, it's great. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tapon. You're the best. I love you, Tapon. Maybe I'll pawn far with you someday. Is that my saying it right? Pawn far at you? Pawn far with Maybe I'll you? pawn far in you someday. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Our next email is from Boston Sean Dupree. Uh-oh. Who says, evening, Trek boys. Dad's home. Trek boys. Trek boys. Big fan of family time here. Mm-hmm. My mom started rewatching TOS recently. She had some interesting insight about the show she grew up on and now revisited in her 50s. Mm. She was visiting this past weekend and we decided to watch Devil in the Dark together. Hey, that's what we just watched. We also watched it together while cuddling. Yeah, under these blankets. Thanks to Pawn. <laughs> and heaters, except for the heater was my penis. Yeah, it got real hot. Yeah, it's because of all the blood. <laughs> oh, well. In my wiener. That's how that's how wieners work. Oh, that's how wieners work. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. I don't know if you remember Science 101. I ended up on the satellite for a reason, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah. said that you had to do some science up here, and they needed one security guard to watch you. So here I am. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a wiener scientist, so I know a lot about wieners. That explains so much about what we've been doing since we got up here. <laughs> Yeah, experiments. <laughs> Which leads us to Minneapolis Moms Trek Talk. Oh my god. One, I love mm. all the jumpsuits. Is everybody a welder on this planet? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is probably pretty great. I love this already. He said, two, I love the 60s furniture. I think my mom had that desk when she worked at Pillsbury. <laughs> <laughs> Pillsbury. Three, we should really label our doors as clearly as they do in Star Trek. It'd be much safer. Oh, now the monster's in the reactor. <laughs> he clearly didn't read the door. 
four. So their rank is indicated on their wrist, right? So when you stand at ease, nobody can know what rank anyone is? That is <laughs> a point. good point, Minneapolis mom. That is a great point. <laughs> Move through solid rock. You mean solid paper mache. <laughs> and tarps. Oh, God, Minneapolis mom, no! Holy yeah. crap, Sean, the blanket monster left a slice of pizza. He wants to hang out! Yep. <laughs> Pizza. Pizza man. Seven. You're gonna use clubs against monsters that burn through stone? That's why you're down here in Kirk's on the Enterprise. Your mom could do this show. She pretty much could. <laughs> Eight. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. Well, if you need a welder, there's a planet full of them just above. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> this lady is nuking this. She's oh my fucking God. hilarious. This is hilarious. She also had a couple thoughts on the series as a whole. Uh, One, no one is as handsome as Shatner thinks he is. Oh my god, this woman is incredible. She's burning everything to the ground. I love your mom. (laughs) Two, they really should install handrails in the hallways on this ship. I guess OSHA isn't as strict in the future. Man. I think we have a lot in common, me and your mom. Yeah. She told me about her memories of watching the show with my uh, grandpa, who died before I could get to know him. I actually didn't know he was into sci-fi at all. If you can get the chance to watch TOS with your parents, I highly recommend it. I don't think I would watch TOS or anything with my mom. I would love to watch uh, more Quentin Tarantino with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) She is perplexed by the uh, Tarantino-ness. I feel like... Anyone your mom's age would be perplexed by the Tarantino-ness. I told this on many... I think I told you, too, but the first one she ever watched was Hateful Eight, which is like... That's a that's kind of a rough one to start that's with. A di- that's a deep dive into the <laughs> deep end, man. That's like a... Yeah. There, gotta, there are several parts in that movie that made me go, maybe I don't like this movie. <laughs> that's like a hun- that's like training at a hundred times gravity. I it mean, really is. You don't start with that yeah, shit. You don't start at a hundred times gravity. Uh, talk at you later. Petty transport officer Boston Sean aboard the USS Tapons radio program. Boston Sean. Uh, I would love more track Minneapolis bombs watch track. I would love oh my God. that. Everything that keeps woman, getting better! That woman is hilarious. That shit's funny as fuck. I don't think we get emails anymore where people don't assign themselves to a ship or something. And Thank I love God. that. I yeah, love no. it. You need to be on a ship. Our next email is from Diego, who says, Hey there, Trek boys! Trek boys! A big fan of being a doctor, not a bricklayer here. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of M-Class since the beginning, but I'm only now getting around to emailing you guys because I'm a big stinky doo-doo head. <laughs> <laughs> I have a late Halloween-themed pitch it or ditch it for you that I already posted on the Discord, but I was told I should send it in. Yeah. On DS9, they're having a costume contest. Bashir dresses like James Bond because he's already got that costume. Yeah, he does. O'Brien dresses like his ancient ancestor, Conan. <laughs> that's so that's so clever that's like weirdly clever how clever that is Odo turns into a skeleton and lets Kira who's dressed like evil Kira play his ribcage like a xylophone that's my favorite right there I want to see that so bad yeah that'd be worth it also seeing so, evil Kira in that outfit again would be great yeah there's nothing wrong with that 
he gets told that shape shifting for a costume contest is cheating, so he puts on a sheet with holes in it. <laughs> Worf scowls and says Klingons do not dress up just before Martok shows up dressed as Worf. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like Worf. Guess he wears a uniform. Uh, B plot: Jake and Nog come up with a scheme to get candy from everyone on the station, but almost oh, cause man. an interstellar incident when a shipment of Romulan candy corn goes missing. Oh, you don't. That's illegal as shit. It's that is. Disgusting. That'll like absolutely fuck you up from one piece of candy corn. Ugh, I think that's like regular candy corn, though. Josh, why don't you fucking jump off the satellite? I mean, you can't jump off of it because, like, it's moving. It's just like, do it! Like, there's no up or anything, so. I'll tell you what's up, you being a bitch. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> candy corn is delicious, and please send all your candy corn to Satellite M1. Uh, I don't know the address <laughs> here. You, you can do that. I'm not going to eat it, so. I'm no going to eat the shit out of it, so. <laughs> We won't have to, like, divvy up the fucking satellite down the middle again. Oh, that was such a pain in the ass. <laughs> we ran out of tape about halfway through. Yeah, it's a big satellite. It's bigger than you think it is. Anyway, you boys are great, and I look forward to listening to the podcast every Wednesday. Thank you. Live long and smoke space weed every day. Lieutenant Commander Diego, Junior Astrometrics, Astrometrics Officer aboard the USS Symphonia. Nice name. I uh, I'm gonna pitch it just for the Skeleman xylophone. I'm for sure gonna pitch. Anytime a Skeleman gets xylophoned, I'm in. Yeah, it's uh, immediately. It's hilarious. Uh, P.S. I asked the captain if she can send the ship to your satellite to drop off some Romulan candy corn for Jeff and Romulan booty for Josh. Ah, uh, this is a fair trade. I feel. I feel like that'll work out just fine. <laughs> you got stuck with candy corn. Hey, could somebody ask one of your captains if I could see my wife again? <laughs> <laughs> Our last email of the night is from Dustin. Dustin. Who, who says, hey, Jif and Jush, That's fan of the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Josh is like really disgusting sounding for some reason. <laughs> Josh, <It's, laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good. Growing up, I was never allowed to watch Star Trek. My dad worked as a NASA scientist, and the Klingons scared the piss out of him. What? Why? Wait, 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 wait. What? Is he this real? He passed in 2002 from heart failure, but had a mysterious gash on his back that looked like it had been from a bat lift. Wait, what? Can you insert the the fucking unsolved mysteries theme in here? <laughs> That's good. Enough. Oh my god, it's too spooky. Oh my god, uh, I have a pitch 'em or ditch 'em. <laughs> I like pitch 'em or ditch 'em. That's like the off brand. <laughs> you go to the dollar store and pick up some yeah, pitch 'em or ditch 'em. That's like the bottom shelf cereal of pitch it or ditch it. TNG, Picard and Data find themselves on one of those hand-pump train cart things you see in cartoons. <laughs> They're exhaustingly pumping it when Picard looks behind them on the track and sees a big steam engine chugging their way with a villain. Where Q, are we right Soren, Lore, etc. hanging out the window cackling. I have more for next time. Bye. <laughs> that was one sentence, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's something there. 
I feel like that's more of a moment in an episode than a pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, keep try- keep up, keep it up. <laughs> Is anybody tied to the train tracks during this? Oh god, yeah, who would it be? Is Giant. Riker tied to the train tracks? <laughs> Ooh, that's even better. That's and he, better. And he's like, "Help me, my back hurts." I'm so big and tall. How do I even fit on these things? How do you tie somebody to train tracks? You just I tie don't them know. under the track, I guess. How do you get under the track? <laughs> I think you dig under them a little bit, I right? Yes. They they used to be big business tying damsels to train tracks. Ladies getting tied to tracks was a big deal. You yeah. could make a lot of money in that business. I don't know how. Also, like, what a fucking gruesome death! Holy yeah, Jesus. no fucking doubt, right? That would be disgusting to see. Jesus Christ. That would fuck you up forever. Hopefully no child ever saw fucking snidely whiplash fucking murder a lady on the train tracks. What is that guy doing doing tying ladies when he should be going to the wax store to get more mustache wax? You know that dude spends like 90% of his time in the haberdashery trying on top hats. <laughs> he's probably That's probably why he's so crazy from all the mercury from the haberdashery. <laughs> That's why he's tying ladies to tracks, man. He's like, I'm crazy from the mercury. I'm crazy about a mercury. <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck did you just do? I brought history back for everybody. <laughs> I brought it back. You pulled that out of some goddamn where. It was I don't in know the where. deepest recesses of my brain is where I pulled it out. I of. didn't even remember that until you said it. I didn't yeah. either until you said crazy from the mercury and then suddenly the crazy door flung open mercury. in my oh brain. My God, we're like the same guy. Oh my God. <laughs> this is disgusting. And it was like, remember this bitch. Now you're going to say it. This is a commercial from old timey times. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's the end of the show. <laughs> what a good episode. It's a shorty this time, but a goody, I think. Oh, they're all goodies. I love this show. This, this is... show might be like one of my favorite things I've ever done. I'm oh, not even kidding. Oh, man, that's nice. This show is... De- like, I love doing M-Class podcasts. I think it's a yeah. ton of fucking fun. Yeah, but this but is like, like the cherry at the end, It right? really is. It's the funnest out of all the stuff we do. It's so ridiculous. Although we did get to watch a Jackie so Chan good. movie. What's that? What'd we did say? get to watch a Jackie Chan movie. We did. That was fun. That was pretty fucking fun, too. <laughs> Uh, but this one's the best one because you guys are on it. Yeah, and you're funny. You are a like, lot funnier than like anybody who writes into any other podcast. Yeah, everybody else, everyone else, uh, everyone else's podcast fans, they suck. You don't. It's weird because like so many like internet people are like, yeah, my fan base is good fan base, but they're just fucking liars because their liars. fan base is shit. Yeah, they're not our fan base, so they're fucking lying. Yeah, like. I want you guys to know that I would tell you if you're shit, but you're Jeff great. Would. <laughs> Je- Jeff definitely would tell you. I probably would lie to you. But Josh Jeff would, would never you. lie to you. He would tell you straight up that you got a poopy butt. He would tell you. We, we're like... <laughs> Ethan Hawke in your poopy butt. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey definitely had a poopy butt, and I would tell him. Is he taking shrooms? Is that why he smells like shit? I don't know. Is that a thing? If you take shrooms, you smell like shit? Well, they grow them in shit. 
This, is he supposed to wash him first? Yeah, but maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe he puts them down his pants where poop would be normally. <laughs> maybe he puts them up his butt, and that's how he experiences oh, he, the high. He butt chugs the mushrooms? Yeah, he uh, boofs the mushrooms. Boofs. <laughs> he boofs them. I like to boof a good handful of mushrooms every day. Um, thanks for tuning into this podcast. If you'd like your email read on the air by us and uh, answered in the best way humanly possible, then you can send that email on in to mclassemail at gmail.com. Singular. Did you know you can listen to this podcast through your butt? You can boof M class? I recommend it. You should try it once or twice. Everybody boof M class and tell us how it went. Yeah. Uh, legally, I have to say that that was a joke. Legally, I have to say, uh, that I love Jeff. I love you too. Uh, legally, I have to say that you should not boo Fem Class Podcast, but you definitely should. Yeah, wink, wink. I'm winking with both eyes, because that's a double wink. It's called blinking. Yeah. It's like boofing. Anyway, you can also follow us on Twitter at MClassPodcast, where we post funny things and also talk about the Patreon, which you can become a patron on. Oh, I had another thing I wanted to say, like I did last episode. Uh, if you are on <laughs> iTunes and listen to the show, which the show is on iTunes. Uh, is this show on iTunes? Yeah, they're both on iTunes. They're both on iTunes? Okay, good. Uh, leave a review and a comment. Uh, just do that. It'll, it'll help. I think it they're helps. in the same feed. So if you leave a review on this one, it leaves a review on the other one too, I think. Well, then that's you're just killing two birds there. Um, <laughs> you can become a patron and get this podcast a week earlier. Yeah. One fucking week earlier. I'm going to edit it tomorrow. Fuck yeah. You can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. We're going to be restructuring that bitch soon. Yeah. So you might be able to get it for even cheaper than $5, but don't hold your fucking breath. Are you crazy? I'm crazy. Prices are so low. <laughs> crazy Eddie over here. They call me crazy. Woo. Cause I'm crazy. Woo. <laughs> That's the theme song. <laughs> crazy about our Mercury. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I wish I could erase that. I wish you could, like, never erase it, which you can't, because it's on no. the show now. It's on the show forever, and it's in my brain forever, apparently. I'm going to go look that up. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you in one week for more M-Class. Bye. Bye-bye.